You're listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. Kia ora and welcome to this week's episode of the show. Thanks so much for listening and supporting this channel. If you found value from my interviews so far, thanks so much. Thanks for your support. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, feel free to hit the subscribe button uh, and then you'll be able to be notified of all my interviews in the future. If you are liking this interview or if you will like this interview in the future, <laughs> later on, please hit the like button. My name is Mina Amso and I'm your host. And in this week's episode, it, well, I have a, an amazing guest who has got a, a valuable story to share because it hasn't been an easy journey to get to this point. It's a long-time Kiwi Iraqi member, Johnny Bajoni, speaks, is speaking on my show today about his life in New Zealand. And just being an Iraqi in New Zealand, it's, it takes a lot to be an Iraqi in New Zealand. He's also speaking about the community project that he has been heavily involved in, really passionate about. And it has brought hundreds of people together. And um, he's been part of it for a while. And the project has gotten a lot better over the years. And um, has been very successful. And he's here to talk to me about it. So, kia ora, Johnny, and welcome to the show. Oh, kia ora, Amina. Uh, thank you uh, for having me in your show. And uh, it's a nice introduction. I do appreciate that. My pleasure. So you are the board chairperson of the Babylon Community Trust. Babylon, Chari- Babylon Charitable Trust. And we will be talking a lot about this later on. And uh, so before we start, though, uh, I think people would like to know who you are. And, and um, firstly, when you landed in New Zealand... It must have been a real shock, was it? Or was it like, oh, yeah, here's another country I'm going to call home for the rest of my life? Oh, probably the second one. Because mm-hmm. I was passionate to leave uh, Iraq. And uh, we arrived in uh, December 1995 with my family. Three children and my wife. So, yeah, I didn't think of any problems arriving into New Zealand as a English speaking second language education was all in English and so I uh, didn't feel uh, at any stage that this will be difficult for me mm. uh, yeah you spoke uh, English back home yes I did I, I was uh, educated in English actually I was in uh, high school and uh, university uh, run by the American Jesuits at the time. So that's why it was all all the English uh, language. My English was very, uh, very good. Yeah. Exactly. As a lot of the Iraqi community members who spoke fluent Arabic, right? Like, well, fluent Arabic and fluent English. So a lot of them did not have any issues coming in. I, for example, um, didn't speak English much, so it was like hi and goodbye. So <laughs> I've come a long way, um, and it wasn't hasn't been easy. But your adjustment to this culture, because we've we've you know in this series, season six of the show, we've been talking a lot about the 
the adjustment of this Iraqi ethnic community here in New Zealand. And there's probably like a th- thousands of Iraqis who now live in Auckland mainly. Has the adjustment been, you know, an easy one for you, would you say? Yeah, for me it was easy. Uh, my late wife also speak, uh, spoke English, uh, had a good English uh, speaking uh, because she was a uh, university graduate and uh, she got a job straight away. And uh, the, my children, um, the eldest one, did speak English because she was in medical school second year and, and the little ones were, had a, a bit of a heart. Uh, uh, speaking English because they were little and then mm. but as time passed away in a few months they were all in it so we didn't have a, a problem at mm. all with, the, with the, the language of course the only other thing is uh, we missed uh, our home country and mm. our relations and relatives and friends mm. but it's a compromise and that's why you know you're either or you know you either um, stay in your country and uh, have now uh, mm. a bright future for your children, which you look for as a, a, a father and a mother. Yeah, that's what we do. Why did you move? Oh, yes, because the country was in, in turmoil, lots of problems, and uh, uh, Iraq was not a safe uh, country with all the wars, Iraq, Iraq wars, and then. Uh, the American uh, Allies War, ninety one, and we saw, we we had a hard time during mm. these uh, days. So and then we ended up, you know, this is not a stable country. So we had to make a decision, mm. and I think we did the right decision. And New Zealand is a beautiful country. Um, I can't thank God every single moment, every single day mm. of. Uh, being in New Zealand, in New Zealand, in specifically as a country. So, but then you must have want. You know, you were saying you missed your family, your friends, the social circles that you were part of. And did you want to have that replicated here in New Zealand? Like, how did you find your people as you moved here? Yeah, of course. I mean, as I would say, all the Iraqis uh, will think this way. I mean, yes, we still uh, like the gatherings and we are, uh, you know, like uh, very uh, emotional people and we always remember our our past and we'd like to be, uh, to, to replicate in a way or another this, uh, have the gatherings. Of course, there were, uh, in Iraq, there were social clubs and we did meet in social clubs and our homes, we normally had every weekend a gathering with a few couples and, 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 and it was great. So although all these people spread all around the world, but we still were looking into doing this here and trying to get some friends and, mm. and relatives to meet with them uh, in New Zealand. But you're so you obviously now you're involved in a lot of projects. You have been involved in a lot of projects to strengthen the sense of Iraqi community in New Zealand, the the few thousand people. But one of them that we mentioned earlier was the Babylon um, Charitable Trust, which has the Babylon Community Center part of it. Is that right? Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 
well, yes, Babylon Charitable Trust actually um, were a group uh, who were actually in the, in the parish council. And, uh, and when we were at the parish council, we usually did uh, some social activities like gatherings and things like that. Mm. But of course, it's not like a church job to do that for the community. So we decided to uh, to uh, create or to work on a on a trust uh, to do the social activities part of it, mm. uh, and that's how it started. Like in two thousand and five, uh, it had a bit of bumps throughout, and in two thousand and thirteen, we were settled and uh, registered as charitable trust, and we did carry on. Tell me why this has started. Why? Why the center? Why the trust? Well, uh, the, uh, the, as, I, as I told you when we started, we thought that we have to do some social activities to, to get the gather, to, to get the community together. Uh, the parents, the children, and all, uh, the all aspects thing, you know, whatever you can do. So that was the main idea. And of course, I myself and my colleagues in the board, they have that passion to always uh, get together for the Iraqis, uh, Kiwi Iraqis, let's say. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's the main idea. And of course, to serve them through the, through the uh, free programs. Because from what I hear, it sounds like it's a lot of work. And you must have so much passion that will carry you through organizing. It takes, I'm sure, lots of your time and lots of commitment. By the way, if you've just tuned in, I'm speaking to Iraqi community leader and Babylon Community Trust chairperson, Johnny Burjoni. If you are finding this interview interesting and valuable, um, hit the subscribe button on YouTube or leave a comment in Apple Podcasts to help support this channel. And this way, if you are subscribing on YouTube, YouTube will be able to share my content to more people. So only Iraqis can be part of this or anybody can be part of? It is not Iraqi, it's the Middle Eastern. Okay. So if someone who's from a certain a different Middle Eastern yeah, country, yeah, yeah, mainly, and mainly the the Arabs are Jordanian because right, the so. Arab speaks Arabic, so we like we have a Syrian and a Jordanian family. we have a monthly bingo night mm -hmm. with food served for. Uh, it's free to come for the entry, is free for the members. Yep. And uh, if they want to buy food, they have to book the food up front and they will pay for the food on the time. Uh, so that's that's the main one. And also we have both fundraising activities like New Year, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day. Um, uh, this uh, main Labor Day or something like that. And we do have uh, Christmas lunch or uh, as well as Easter lunches uh, as well. Uh, we have, uh, what else we have? Uh, we do breakfast. That's a big event. We do uh, normally once a year a breakfast uh, gather. It's mm. a big, lovely Iraqi food. Right. And once we did with the help of the Kaipati uh, Board Council, 
we, we did an open day in Chartwell in uh, uh, the center there. Uh, it's a full day activities and funds and, and fundraising and, mm. and dancing and singing and things mm. like that. So it's an open day. We did it actually once. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we would like to do those more often. Yes. But again, go back to the Volunteers. Volunteers. So there seems to be a huge call for volunteers to come and be part of this group, part of this community. If you are out there who have a sense of, I suppose, the heart and the passion to come and serve the Iraqi community, um, get in touch with Johnny Bajoni and um, get to find out more and um, really become part of such a great movement because it you know, comes across as adding, It's isn't it adding a lot of like value to the people of, you know, people who are, like the Iraqis who are living in this country? Uh, we've got uh, registered about 250 um, families, or maybe some of them are singles, but about 250. Uh, of 250 that. families. And who, who, they, are pay. They, they, they pay, and we have their, uh, their details as well. It's uh, in our system. So, so about 250. 250 fam paid memberships part of paid, your well not uh, paying is not everybody pays mm. we have okay we have, yeah I mean some yeah. of them pay some, pay, some they don't they yeah. pay the first year and then whenever there is an occasion they renew their membership but they are not consistent some of them are consistent oh, okay. some of them are not consistent in paying their membership. How has the membership numbers been for you over the last few years? Has it seen an increase? Uh, no, actually, uh, it's a, li a little bit of increase. Well, uh, the last couple of years, no, I can say that. But before that, yes, we had a good number started to grow up. But of course, covers most of the community, especially on the North Shore and Oakland. There are some, I mean, others who are not members and they don't attend and they are not involved in our work mm. at all and they are not interested. So, uh, yeah. Apart from that, I mean, but, and they are not members, but yeah. So, things haven't been in, on, the, on the rise in the recent years. Do you know what that's the cause of? Because there's no uh, great uh, immigrants from Iraq. You know, this is limited immigration now. It's limited. When we came in 95, and it was booming like hundreds and hundreds coming in 96, 97, 98, and 2000s. And of course, when they come, they bring their last member of the family or their parents and everything. Mm. So that's what, uh, so that, at that time, it was going up. But now there is no more, you know, I mean, I mean like, like, for example, there, there is like only 400 families uh, in the North Shore and Auckland, North Shore based mainly. Uh, they are not increasing. So the members will not increase as well. Mm. So 250 families, um, roughly how, how, many, um, how many are actually actively involved? I can say, I can say maybe um, 
say about 30% only they pay on continuous basis. And they uh, pay uh, their membership on time. Yeah. Um, another 30% uh, they pay on, on occasions. Like mm -hmm. say, if we have a, a gathering and they want to get involved in, oh, yeah, we haven't paid. They pay, they, of course, they have to be, because we set up on the fundraising activity for yeah. uh, for members is a discounted price to attend the, 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 the events. The event. So, so that's why they feel more feasible to pay, yeah. the, to renew their membership. Yeah. So that's another 30%. And the rest, 40%, they, they don't. Okay. I mean, sad to say that. Uh, yes. I would like it's reality, though, isn't it? Yeah, because that will make us more and more enthusiastic uh, to get into the, the, into the jobs and the business. Sustainable, make, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, what, how much do people have to pay? A family is uh, $60 a year okay. and a single $30. Right. Yeah. That's $60 a year per family. $5 a month. Yeah. Thirty dollars per a single person just to join this 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 community. So, what do people get for their money? Well, they get the three three programs. We do three programs: one for seniors, one for youth and children, and the other one is sports. The other one is so, the sport program. Sport. sport. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they can get involved in, in that group apart from. Uh, we do our Christmas parties for children that it's free just for members and their children. So that's what they get at this stage. Um, we are looking into getting a, a center which can, you know, big center to, on a long lease basis and first that's what they get and they um, so, That's great. So you've, you've, there's, a, there's a lot going on at, if you are a member of this community. Yeah, well, I mean, for the $60, $60 is nothing now these days. You know. Yeah, it's very uh, much nothing, isn't it's it? A five, it's a five, the whole time, $5. <clears throat> yeah. It's so nice, you, know. so you mentioned some, there's a seniors program, there's a youth program, and there's yeah. a sports program. Would you get into those for me and and – you know, in a brief way, if that's if that's a yeah, seniors program, we uh, they gather every other uh, Wednesday in St. Thomas More uh, Hall, and uh, we started that with uh, years ago, actually seven or eight years ago. Eight years ago, wow! Yeah, yeah. How, and how they, have they how they found it over the years? Oh, they enjoyed it. They are the that um, category of of the, uh, the seniors, mm. they are well, well uh, appreciate our work. Yeah. They pay their membership on time. They are so happy. Everything goes right for them. And actually, uh, we look after them as well. Mm. We, apart from that, we take them sometimes, we outing like for a cafe or uh, uh, take them uh, once we took them to uh, the Auckland Museum uh, wow. And also Christmas uh, lunch for them at the end of the year. 
Uh, we do you do some, you pick people up from their homes and you take them to the event? Yeah, yeah, we have buses oh. to take them and bring them back. It's all free. We hire the hall, of course, and the food. Uh, sometimes they themselves they like to bring special Iraqi food to share yes. with others. Yeah, but that's that's another bonus. But mainly we supply coffee, tea, biscuits, snacks, and things like that. Because yeah. I understand that the, the in the Iraqi culture, the the elderly are very yeah. much important, um, and they are hugely in you know involved in the life of the family. You know, you know, you grow up, you take care of your family, your your mum and dad. You know, um, so the mental health outcomes of this sort of work that you do must be drastic for these. Um, Rather older, mature yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are so happy, and we feel um, when we do that. When the day comes for the program, I mean, uh, the volunteers are really happy to to help them, and they are so. They play bingo during the, uh, and the men play the the board games and the domino and the come and. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a very aspect. very ha very happy day for them. They yeah. look forward. forward. And if I'm we sure. visit one day or whatever for some reason the hall is not available, oh why you know? And then we have to ship <laughs> the day. And and now they are actually asking it, asking us to do it every single week. And right. Actually, volunteers are we are restricted. We don't have the time. It, it's okay. it's a it's about about three hours, so it's not easy. So you yes. are so you you're not going to be able, so it's, it's you're finding it challenging to make this um, service a bit more available due to lack of volunteers. Exactly, I mean volunteers are necessary to you know, because how how important are volunteers to run these events? Well, it because I, I consider it big. They are big, big enough for our community of you know who how many people in the North Shore. Right? mainly talk about the North Shore, um, it's, it's, it's very important that we have helpers. Mm. And we are nine board members. Two of us are retired. Seven are fully time. You know, they can't come in the morning. It's 10 to, to 1. And, uh, yeah, so if, if we can do more projects. We can expand if we have more volunteers. Like this week. This volunteer comes in next week, the other volunteer stuff. Mm. You know, we can schedule the whole thing. So the people who are the people who are running these um, projects are board members of this community center. So the people who are organizing the administrative administrative work, yeah. who are who are organizing the bookings and and the gatherings and the emails, and also yeah. are the same people who are showing up on the yeah. site. And yeah. setting up the venue and making things available and the food and all that. And you'd mentioned two people are retired and a few more have got full time work. So, and some of your events don't happen after hours, they happen during the day that you were saying, especially with the seniors. So, the senior. it must be a real challenge. It is. It is. And, and the free programs are 100% run by the trustees. The nine trustees. I mean, you're offering so much here. You, um, there's a lot at stake, and there's a lot of work, and it's just so much 
it's a lot of pressure as well on the people involved. Now, the lack of volunteers, though, is a real issue for you, hasn't it? It is. It is. We really ask the community to, to try to find. Uh, they can come to us, email us, call us. They know us. Mm. And if they want to volunteer and participate, we are happy to have them. Uh, and, and, we, and, and sometimes the volunteers, we reward them with vouchers, supermarket vouchers. I mean, it's not going for free all the time. It's not that free, free. Especially the, not, the board members, they don't take any. So you, do you get all. paid for this work, by the way? No, no. It's all, all volunteer okay. and volunteer without any reward. Volunteers which are not in the board members, we uh, we, we we give them uh, yeah. uh, something mainly a supermarket voucher Some or sort a of drug thank you, voucher. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. I know it's it, it doesn't cover exactly yeah. what uh, they have offered, mm. but at least it's a something. There was a difference between the Babylon Charitable Trust and Babylon Community Center. Well, Babylon Charitable Trust, because it's Charitable Trust, it has to uh, do free programs for the community. So we uh, do uh, free programs for the community funding. So there's two ways of to get the funding. The one way is to apply for entities or funders, we call them, to give us uh, on a project-by-project project basis. Um, Funds. And of course, we apply with the quotations and and. But of course, whatever you apply for, they give you maybe twenty, even ten percent of what you apply for. So this, so the, so this uh, community center. So is this considered like a social club for people in, in New no. Zealand? Or uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I'm coming to that point. So yeah. we have two funding uh, systems. One is apply for the funders, and the other one, Babylon Charitable Trust, created a separate entity uh, under the umbrella of Babylon Charitable Trust, Babylon Community Center, mm-hmm. and it has its, its uh, elected boards. Some of them are the uh, uh, from the Babylon trustees, mm-hmm. and the the Babylon uh, Center will do uh, social activities, fundraising activities to get some funds. To uh, to feed the three uh, programs of Babylon Charitable. How much time does this involve out of your out of your life, like personal time? Because it sounds like you're involved in a lot of things. Tell me a bit about your role at the moment and what you what do you do to get this off the ground? Uh, we are a, a board members. Uh, we are nine of us on the board, and I am the chairperson. Uh, all of us, all of us, actually work work hard uh, to 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 get the the trust going on. Uh, the main thing, I mean, uh, what I do is uh, work on the funding process. This is very very important for us. Of course, you need the money. If you don't have the money, you can't do anything with it. Then, if you don't, if you don't get, if, yeah, exactly. If you don't get the money, you can't carry on with your free project. Yes. Uh, that's why. So this the funding is as as the main main uh, the main. Of course, the meetings with the with the board members. We 
discuss things and what we need to do, what's the cons or the pros or you know all of these things of 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 the of the project of the trust. Um, yeah, so the, the funding is the main the main thing, and it takes time because you start to apply to the uh, funding entities and application involved quotations and, and why do you do that? Lots of questionnaire, you know, mm. like they want because they are giving you money for free, so they have the full yeah. right to have everything right. You yes. Know? They need to know where the money is going to, that it's not just going... Of course, and that's then at the end, accountability report. When the project is finished, mm-hmm. I have to to, to supply the, uh, the accountability report, which covers showing the receipts, showing the bank accounts, every receipt, how is it paid, is it paid by the account, is it paid by credit card, uh, mm-hmm. and all of these things, you know, and then, yeah, you have to supply. This is this sounds like hours and hours of work. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of time because yeah. actually we we uh, I mean you can imagine five or six funders and you keep up uh, you have to be up to date mm. and they want the receipts as the, you go on throughout the year every three months update what you mm. did yeah and it's five or six and of yeah. course. Some of them, they need interviews. Sometimes uh, they uh, phone calls for hours on the phone and presentations. Some of them, uh, we, we need to go, a uh, few of us from the board, you know, two or three of us. Mm-hmm. I will go for a presentation and tell them about the, the trust and what we do at the community. But it's such a selfless uh, service that you are providing alongside the, the nine members who are part of the core group or part of your 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 the the trustees who are tirelessly working at this event um, or these events and this project without any reward and uh, why do you think volunteers have have been difficult to to get um, Bridget, uh, Johnny? I uh, well everybody everyone has his own reason you know different reason family involvement, children, things like that. And some people, they don't want to to get involved. In. It's, it's, it's just a personal, uh, but, you know, I don't know. But I, I think uh, everybody who is passionate to help, mm. he can find, he can find the time mm. in a way or another mm. uh, to do that. If you um, are listening or watching and you feel a real desire to be part of this group and this community, to volunteer, to become part of it, you can definitely reach out to Johnny on this email that we will include in the description below. And there will be um, more contact details, um, an email, website, if you want to go and check out what they do. You also have a Facebook page, but I think it's pretty private. You can't really access. Um, if you've just tuned in, I'm speaking to Iraqi community leader and um, Babylon Community Trust chairperson, Johnny Burjoni. If uh, He's talking about his involvement in the Iraqi community. And if you found this um, interview valuable and enlightening and uh, you want to see more, please hit the read subscribe button here below. And like this video so that YouTube will be able to share my video to other people and um, and we can grow. So, yeah, I appreciate your, your support. Now, 
you were talking, we talked about funding, we talked about volunteers, and we talked about what you do for the seniors. You know, some of the things that you were talk, talking to me, you know, before we were recording, you know, like having their blood pressures checked, having a sugar test um, checked, um, having um, uh, just having games, playing together and being able to mentally be active for these older people who often stay at home for long periods of time without any social interaction, especially with COVID. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's a big uh, uh, big thing. I mean, uh, you going back to volunteers, like with the seniors program, you mentioned the blood pressure and the uh, diabetes check and things like we used to have volunteers. Yeah, uh, and even giving lectures, medical lectures, mm. but not anymore. We can't find a yeah. volunteer yeah. to help us uh, uh, taking their blood pressure, or and they feel more relaxed when they somebody does that for them. But uh, we need volunteers again, so uh, it's important. It's easy. It's it's the, the the most difficult part is is the seniors. They and then the. We need teachers for the students to mm. expand the Arabic mm. uh, language teaching. Sports mm. is not that difficult because it's easy going. We hire Medawoods um, uh, and we have a Zumba uh, mm. Uh, mm. baby who does the Zumba there every right, Wednesday. Yeah. And they go and, 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 and they do the Zumba as yeah. well. So. So you really are bringing so much to the table when it comes to the well-being of the Iraqi community. Johnny, what message or call do you have for people out there? Uh, it's a, a message is always we, we are uh, from the community and we are for the community. So uh, just... Uh, we need people to work with us and to expand. Our aim is to have a center. We are in the queue with, uh, to, uh, to have a big lease with the council because the only uh, option we've got is the council because their lease is affordable and they help us. And uh, that's the main thing, to have a place. And when we have a place, we can get everybody together uh, and uh, and we would like to have every single body involved and pay membership paying the membership helps a lot with our uh, work with our um, with our expand our projects the free projects make them bigger make them more often uh, so we like we would like people who are not interested at all to look into this interview, to look into our website, to contact us. We are happy to talk. We might uh, we might be doing some few things not the right way or the way they like it. We can always talk, especially the people who are not interested at all. Mm. And of course, the people who are interested but not active, we like them to be more active. And we, I thank the people who are active and paying Oh, finally, I would like to a special thanks to the current volunteers, which are working hard with us, 
and a special thanks to my team, the Babylon Charitable Trust board members and the Babylon Community Center board members. Thank you all. Mm. Well, that's wonderful. Well, such a great way to end uh, our conversation. Thank you so much for making time to chat. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is Johnny Bajoni, the um, um, community Iraqi leader and chair of the Babylon Charitable Trusts. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, such a great way to end uh, our conversation. Thank you so much for making time to chat. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is Johnny Bajoni, the um, um, community Iraqi leader and chair of the Babylon Charitable Trusts and who's heavily involved in the Iraqi community. He's done such a great job. Johnny, you are um, a real inspiration to a lot of people and very much happy and we're so glad that you're part of our community. So kudos to you and we do hope that this interview will, yeah, um, stir some, some hearts to come and, and join your cause. Uh, so thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, again, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to this channel. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, thank you so much. You can like it, share it, uh, or leave a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts. That really help get the message out to as many people as possible. Look, until next week, I think all I'm going to say is ka kite and goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? If you enjoyed it so much, would you please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts? Because that would really help get the message out. Until next week, hairira.